focusing on an emerging generation of kings. called me from the womb. This is the reason you should know that your calling is not subject to a denomination. Because before you attended Sunday school, God already called you. Are you getting this now? So your calling is not secondary to the Sunday school. The secondary school had to come into place to prepare you for a part of your calling. Are you getting this now? The secondary school fellowship you had in that classroom, GS1B or GS2Z or GS2 Hope or whatever they used to name the different classes by in your school. And that fellowship where that senior used to say, you must come for fellowship. You, you, I will not allow you to go to hell. It was because God already called you from before the foundations of the earth. What's your name, ma'am? Oh yeah, I know you by that name now. I see now, I see now. You came to Skate City a number of times. Yes! You know, sometimes when ladies change their hair, I just don't remember them. Who does it happen to? Sometimes, like I've not seen a lady in a long time, and I tagged them with Koroba, Koroba. What's Koroba? <laughs> and then they have all those glam up and all. Like, okay. They are new every morning. New every morning. Yeah, so Tejuma just, God saw you. And saw the different phases of your life and you were going to be here today he knew you were going to be here today because he ordained you by name so every stage of your life there is an agenda God never reacts to your life he never reacts to your life your life may be a work in progress and it does not look as though everything is coming together but you're in perfect order because the word says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by god watch this some of you have said god i need an elevator god says it's your steps i'm ordering it's better for you to have your steps ordered than you to have the devil give you an elevator. He said the steps of a righteous man. And you know many times when you're trying to skip the step, you might actually trip and fall. The steps of a righteous man, they are ordered by God. Please, homie, give somebody a Bluetooth high five or something to jab them with the elbow and tell them there is a place for you here. It's a place for you here. It's a place for you here. Right to bring the word today, a man on fire. He's consistent, he's faithful, he's generous, he's passionate, he's driven. He gives of himself, of his time, of his money, of his heart, of his spirit. And he has done a whole lot of work behind the scenes to ensure that a lot of things keep running. Please celebrate the team lead of a project team <laughs> and one of our reps to the lucky mission celebrate king solomon ayadeli has a brings the word from god <laughs> hallelujah please you may please take your seat ah. You know, <laughs> this afternoon I was still praying that Pastor Dami would change his mind. I was still not sure until he packed this evening and said, are you ready? I mean, um, I count this as a very big privilege. Um, 
I want to thank Pastor Dami dearly for uh, <laughs> I'm actually shaking though. <laughs> I mean nothing makes me uncomfortable like speaking in the church. You know, because ministry is not NGO. Where you just open your mouth and talk anyhow. <laughs> right. Um I want to just thank Pastor Dami for the mentorship, for the tutelage, for being a father. Right. Um when I say that my life has been changed since I joined Kings, I really mean it. And I mean it from the depth of my heart, right? I came to Kings at the point in my life where um, I thought I was at the play too, right? Although I had not achieved anything in life, but I just felt like, yeah, I left school a long time ago and I just wanted to just coast through life and just be that normal guy, make some money and just live your life. And meeting Pastor Dami sort of changed my life, you know, I, I told him some time back that I started learning to dream again after I joined King. To so say there's something more to my life, there's something more to what I can do. I want to say a very big thank you to Pastor Dami. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. LT, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, LT. Yeah, um, I think I'll just use Minister Victoria's method. We'll preach for 10 minutes and sing for like 20 minutes. <laughs> And allow the power of the Holy Spirit just take over. Hallelujah! <laughs> I mean, first service was so amazing. It was so amazing. I mean, so so amazing. Like the kind of men Pastor Dami is breeding in Kings. They don't know yet. They don't know. The world don't know yet. Yeah. So. Um, I'd just like to start off from um, what Pastor Dami has been teaching us for, for a while now about the love of God, right? And I'll just tie it into there is a space for you. Say to your neighbor, there is a space for you here. So there's a place, there's a space, right? So the space is in two ways. There's a space for you in God's heart, and there is a space for you in God's house here yeah, in Kings, right? Um... While I was praying yesterday, one of the things the Holy Spirit told me was that um, as believers, we need to begin to embrace the tangible love of God. And what are the ways where we sort of understand God's tangible love? You know, all of us know those five love languages. And the Holy Spirit said, do you know that God expresses his love to us through those five love languages? And it was replicated in the life of Jesus. So when you say word of affirmation, at some point in the life of Peter, when Jesus asked Peter a question and, Jesus, and Peter answered, Jesus told Peter, he said, flesh and blood did not do what? Reveal this. It means it was affirming Peter to say, well done. You have sense. You're thinking well. When we talk about quality time, we were recorded in, in the days of Jesus that he took his disciples away and took them to the mountain. He picked two or three of them. Do, do we remember? Right? So, different ways. Jesus has shown us that the love he has for us is not just a vague, invisible expression of affection. It is something tangible we can hold on to. Something we can experience. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be showing us this evening how he expresses his love to us. I want us to open our Bibles to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. 
So just so you know, Pastor Dami has been preaching since like when I was in GS1. So don't expect all the, you know, so yeah. Mark chapter 5, um, 25 to 34. Mark chapter 5, um, 35 to 34. So we're going to read the scripture, but I want to just explain something to us. I mean, this chapter was like um, a detailed expression of um, account of the woman with the issue of blood. I know we're all aware of the woman of the issue of blood. Right? If we look at the story from the beginning, from verse 1, we realize that Jesus had a very busy day that day. Jesus was coming through. He came, back from, came down from the boat and met that madman. Right? For those who have done ministry before, you know when you pray for someone, virtue leaves you. If you pray for a normal person, virtue leaves you. If you pray for a madman, extra virtue does what? Leaves you. Right? So Jesus had prayed for this man who was... You know, and after he had healed this man, and the man was okay, the Bible didn't account that Jesus went to a place to rest. He said, while they were joining through, said another crowd met him and brought the daughter of who? Of Jairus. You understand? So that day must have been a very, very long, exhausting day for Jesus. I mean, when I looked at it, if I was Jesus, to be very honest there, the woman would issue a blood that will have Coramod say, Auntie, why are you pulling my clothes? For Christ's sake. No, Jesus. Okay, Jesus won't say for Christ's sake. For God's sake. <laughs> you know? So, Jesus, despite the fact that he had a long day, the Bible recorded after he healed the madman, then the daughter of Jairus, then at some point, he was thrown by a lot of crowd. He was walking through and he had a lot of crowd around him. And the Bible recorded that this woman with the issue of blood proposed in her heart that if I can do what? Touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Right? The problem is not the touching of the hem of the garment. I mean, anybody can touch the hem of your garment. Be whole and go. Just go. But the fact that this woman touched the hem of his garment, and Jesus now asked, who touched me? This is to show how important we are in the mind of the Lord. I mean, we're not just another creature that was sent to planet Earth to just pass our time. We are so important to God that, I mean, our life is not just a passing phase. God is so intentional about every second of our lives. As busy as Jesus was that day, the Bible recorded that Jesus turned back and said, who touched me? I mean, if I was working with Pastor Dami, and we're probably in CMS, and someone touched Pastor Dami, and Pastor Dami says, King Solomon, who touched me? I'll say, Peter, I know you are stressed. Don't worry, let's just move on. Because, I mean, because there were a lot of crowd around him. Do you understand? But Jesus needed to ask again. He said, who touched me? Until the woman stepped out. I want to just remind us this evening about five ways God reiterates his love to us, right? I want us to understand that the love of God is something we can touch, something we can hold, something that is so tangible. The reason why we chase the different kinds of love in marijuana, in alcohol, in women, in men, is because we sort of feel like God's love is not the kind of love we can experience like we experience with human. So you feel like because this guy gives me word of affirmation, God cannot give. No. Because this guy spends time with me. The Bible says, I will never leave you or forsake you. 
God is not your father who lied five years ago. God is God. He created the heavens and the earth. I mean, he doesn't have anything to lose if he says the truth or not. I mean, he can decide to reverse time and say, okay, what I said last year is not correct. Let me bring out time and correct it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when God makes promises to us, we must realize the tangibility of the expression of God's love. So I want to just show us this evening five ways he shows his love towards us. The first one is that God focuses entirely on us when we need him. God does what? Focuses entirely on you. Imagine the woman touching the hem of Jesus' garment. And Jesus didn't say, who are the people that touched me? Have you ever imagined that when you call or pray to God, God doesn't say, oh, sorry, there's a queue. Let me pick somebody's call before picking your call. Whenever you call the Lord, he answers you specifically. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. If we check Jeremiah 33 verse 3, the Bible says, call to me, I will answer you. And I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not what? You do not know. He said, call to me, I will do what? I would answer you. He said, I would answer. Hallelujah. It shows that whenever we call on God, God is not distracted by everybody's problem to now say, hold on, go, go. Let me fix LT's issue. LT won't have issue in Jesus' name. <laughs> let, me, let me fix this challenge first. And I'll focus on, do you get what I'm saying? The moment we call God and say, God, I'm in trouble, God turns in his entirety and says, you called me. Do you understand what I'm saying? You must have imagined what this woman of the, show, the woman with the issue of blood was going through. If we check the book of Leviticus, we realize that a woman who has been having that kind of issue is an unclean person. So whatever the person touches is unclean. The woman must have been lonely. There must have been a lot of logistics around... I mean, they must have used all the past and start using clothes and maybe Ashoke and Ofi and all of that sort of. There will have been a lot of troubles. The Bible said she had visited a lot of physicians, meaning she had spent and borrowed money and spent and borrowed money. They've done tests everywhere. They couldn't find out the issue. So regardless of the magnitude of the problem you may be going through, whenever you call God, God does what? He answers specifically to show how much we have a space in God's mind. How much we have a space in his heart. I don't want us to get our minds clouded by the toxicity of social media where people feel like, oh, God is one extra super human being, human that, that sits somewhere and decides to do things the way he wants. God is our father. This is why a space like this where you can experience the tangible love of God. I, I can't remember it was shared, I was saying yesterday in our Master Life class. When we're talking about how um, um, our disciples should um, relate with whoever they are disciples, and he said, as a father, as a mother, and, um, and as a brother. And Shaye said, Do you know this is Pastor Dami? Do you know this is Pastor Dami? I mean, Pastor Dami will tell you, Well done, son, two minutes ago. The moment you misbehave, he will tell you, mm -mm, You don't do things that way because of where you're going to. You are a king. You don't do trashy stuff. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the kind of love we experience is an expression. That is why it's important. Some of us carry a lot of art and body from our ass because of the place we grew up from. I, I was telling Pastor Dami um, last week Sunday, when I, when I left my dad's church to join Kings, I remember the pastor in my dad's church sending me a Facebook message to say that he thought I was a promising child. 
that I thought I was, I was a great guy who was going to, you know, and I understand, I understood his pain, you know, because, you know, I mean, but, <laughs> but I realized that the things I've enjoyed here, I mean, it was in Kings the first time in my life I would find a guy telling a guy I love you. I grew up with four brothers. Yes, I grew up with four brothers. It was Pastor Dami that looked, love you, like a man. Not like, there's no... It was pure love, oh, love of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you see the way we relate to ourselves here. It's an extension of the love of God. I mean, there's no time you will call Pastor Dami and say, oh, there's an issue. And he will say, oh, wait, um, I have like 15 minutes. He's a very busy man. You know when Pastor Dami speaks to you, he speaks to you. When you call him, he speaks to you. Like you understand, you know he has your time. Hallelujah. The second point, God knows you well and knows what you need. God knows you well and knows what you need. He helps you conquer the problems you may be facing and is assisting you day in day out. I want us to check 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 to 7. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 to 7. Okay, the scripture says, call to me, first be that, okay, therefore humble yourself under the mighty hands of God that he may, he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7. It says, casting all your words, for he does what? You know, when a guy is trying to chike a girl, some of the things the guy will say is, I care about you. So God is telling you this night, I care about you. Like I care, like I really, really care about you. I mean, I need us to listen to the word of the Lord tonight. The Lord is saying, I really, really care about you. God is saying, cast all your care. See, you cannot cast all your cares on your boyfriend. You can't afford it. There are some spiritual problems your boyfriend cannot solve. <laughs> Do you understand? There are some problems our husbands or wives cannot solve. I'm not married. The, the husbands and wife. <laughs> you know? And the Lord is saying, cast what? He says, Pour out your what? All your worries. And what? Yeah. Upon him. And do what? Leave it there. For he always does what? Tenderly cares for you. And do you know one of the traits of the Lord? He is consistent. If God is tender yesterday, he is tender today, he is tender tomorrow. So God, God is not going to say because I have a bad mood. God's goodness and tenderness is not influenced by his temperament. God is not choleric or sanguine. God is good all the time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you want to give glory to the Lord this evening? Do you want to just exalt the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three point. God patiently draws you closer. God patiently draws you closer. God patiently draws you closer. He's like a loving father. He patiently draws you closer. How many of us listen to the way Pastor Dami speaks about himself, his relationship with Carmen and Ronel, and you're like, oh God, I must get this thing right. Like I must get this thing right. Like I must. I will pour water on the floor. My, my dad wasn't the beating person, but my mom. I mean, you know, but... <laughs> you can. You will be stoned anything stonable. Right? Yeah, if we check Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. Proverbs 4, verse 1 to 2. The Bible says, listen, my sons, to a father's instructions. Pay attention and gain understanding. I give you son learning, 
so you do not do what? Forsake my teaching. What is saying here is that no matter how much you mess up, no matter how much you misbehave, God is always what? Willing to do what? God is not a teacher, Toman Kora. You know those kind of teachers. You know, there are some teachers that will say, ah, that auntie is nice, but when she's stressed, she'll just be shouting. God is always patient. Say, God is patient with you. I mean, some of the things we've been taught in the past is like, God is like an angry bird. Like, when you misbehave, God will forgive you. When you misbehave again, I'm not trying to say that you should misbehave. I'm not saying grace allows you to do that. What I'm saying is that God is patient with you. Because let's even ask ourselves, who formed you? Who formed you? God did. So God understands you. Until we realize that God understands us more than we do. Whenever we misbehave, we will not run away from him. We will run to him. And God is always calling. He's always saying, my son, come. Don't worry, I know you smoked last night. Don't worry, you'll be fine. I know you slept with your girlfriend two nights ago. Don't worry, you'll be fine. God is saying, come. He keeps calling us closer over and over again. Imagine after the woman touched Jesus' arm. And Jesus said, who touched the arm of my garment? And he said, it was me. And, and Jesus says, the woman will have still been old, yes or no? But something will have been broken in the woman to say, ah, with the way God doesn't forgive you and forsake you. If God forgives you, he still says, yes, come. You are not a second-hand product when you are forgiven. You are still God's son. Every, I mean, regardless of how much it is. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? So God keeps calling us over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number four. God works on our personal life events. Yeah, events. I mean, I had to craft this when I read Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2. The Bible says, when you pass through the waters, I will do what? I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not what? They will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not what? The flame will not set you ablaze. Can, can we get TPT, uh, Dr. Lanos? There's no TPT for this. All right. I mean, what he's just trying to say here is that God is intentional about the different times of our lives. I hope we know that it will not always be rosy. It will not always be sweet and, I mean. So God is saying that when you're walking through the waters, okay, you have TPT. Can you operate? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So God is saying that regardless of what you're going through currently, kings, regardless of the face of our lives, regardless of the face of our lives, I, I was telling a friend of mine two days ago, I said if I wasn't in kings, as I'm approaching 30, I would have depression already. I'm telling you, because... The default pressure of life plus subtle pressure from your parents, from those who sort of look up to you that you don't know, and those who you look up to and they are placing pressure on you, you just be like, cookie me. <laughs> Do you understand? But when I'm rest assured that the same God of the valley, do you understand? If God can walk me through two years ago, then God is still faithful too. 
So he's saying that I am conscious of every personal event you're going through. Whatever you're going through, God knows it personally. Like God understands the details of everything you're going through. God understands. Have you been in situations where you just be in church in Kings? And Peter should just say, oh, there's somebody here. I mean, I shared a testimony in church today. We had written, we had submitted a grant, and it was, it was up for like six or seven months. And we were in the leaders' meeting. And Peter just said, Solomon, God is saying you are tired. Don't get tired. I mean, it, it, it blew my mind the way to know how thoughtful God is. God would not take you out for dinner and tell you to pay. He will never. God is so thoughtful of every personal event. God knows that when you are going for that dinner, you don't have your card with you. God knows that there is no, I mean, you can't book a ride yourself. We will fix you a ride. God is walking you through all the personal events. God knows those sleepless nights you had. Those dark times. Those times you cried. The times when you were pretending as if you were happy and you were not. God understands. And he's saying that if you walk through the valley, he said, I am with you. He's not the God of celebration. I will decide when there is a problem. God is with you when there's a problem. He's still with you when you are rejoicing. When you walk through fire, he's with you. The Bible says that, though I walk through the world, the valley of the shadow of death, I will do what? Because what? Because you are with me. Because you are with me. Say to your neighbor, God is with me. You're not saying it as if you mean it. You don't know how much this is. God is with me. Like, God is with me. Now tell yourself, God is with me, Solomon. Solomon, in that situation, God is with me. I may not be able to explain it, but I know God is with me. I may not understand all the details, but I know God is with me. I may not be able to say it all, but I know what? God is with me. And the Bible says, if God be for us, can depression be against you? Can economic meltdown be against you? Can family pressure be against you? Some of you are saying no, as if depression is more than God. Can depression be against you? I mean, the God side is the winning side, no matter the noise of the devil. The devil can only rowl like a lion. Do you understand what I'm saying? But God is what? He's with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have two more points to go. The next one, number five. God stays with you if you lose your way. God does what? Stays with you if you lose your way. I mean, Pastor Damien had, Pastor Damien had given us this um, explanation sometime back about using the GPS and all of that. And by the way, I was going to say this at the beginning. I remember someone invited me to one redeem church to come and preach. And I told Pidams. And it was that period we had business and career expo. So I just went to the altar and I told them, I said, my pastor preached a powerful message last week. And I'm going to say the same thing. I didn't, I didn't even try crafting something new. I just told them, this was what my pastor said, right? And this is what I'm giving to you. Because the book of Timothy wasn't written by Timothy. It was written by Paul. But he had Timothy's name. It means that we are the reflection of the instructions we hear. I mean, our life, for example, now the fruit of my life is a reflection of the instructions I hear from do you understand? Pastor Dami. So when people see Solomon, they will know there is, there is a Pastor Dami. You understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, don't let us be shy to use our pastors. I'm just saying. So I want to use Pastor Dami's, Pastor Dami's explanation, right? 
when, when you use a GPS or Google map, and you're probably going to maybe Lekki phase one, right? And you turn the wrong way, maybe the Google map says, turn right. And you said, no, I have coconut head. I want to do left. Do you understand? How many of you have read the Google map say before, you are a very silly driver. Can you turn your useless hand to the right and move the right way before I change my mind? How many of us have read the Google map say that? Or by the time you, Google map says turn left, you turn right. Says turn left, you turn right. Google map is saying, is your, is everything okay? Is, if, like, like, say, hey, Google map, you didn't met? <laughs> right? I mean, so this point is just to show that there are times when it could be a sheer disobedience. It could just be sheer foolishness. God is saying that, see, Solomon, when I tell you to turn left, and you decide to turn right, that doesn't make you, make, that doesn't make, make you feel less of a son. I won't say, as you're turning right, I take my Holy Spirit. Go your right, let me go. Come and meet me in front. <laughs> Do you understand? God says, if you lose your way, some of us lost our ways by appearance mistakes. Some of us, it's not even intentional. Some of us lost our way because of the mistakes our elder brother has made. I mean, I, I went to Ekiti with Pastor Dami with, I saw the way Peter and his elder brother was hugging. And I told myself, I need to mend my ways with my younger brother. I saw the love. This is why you cannot just... Yeah! It was so surprising. The way they were hugging, the way they were... I mean, I was, I was so stoked to say, can you imagine... It's surprising, Abby. Like toxic masculinity. I've never hugged my younger brother before, to be very honest. He's not in the country now, but I intend to hug him when he returns. Because I've seen an example. Did you understand what I'm saying? So it's important. Some of us lost our ways because of the examples we've seen all our lives. If we had known better, we would do better. So God is saying that I know that if you had known better, you would do better. So when you have lost your way, I am with you. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not, not on your own understanding. He said what? In all your ways do what? And it will do what? It will direct your path. It will direct your path. No matter how lost you are, the moment you acknowledge God, you are still on the right track. Because uh, how can the person who made the way miss his way? Do you understand? See, let me tell you something. If you are going to the mainland, eh, and you get to Lekki phase one, or you get to Ogombo in Abramadesoya, and you acknowledge God, God can create a way from Abramadesoya and you will bust out at Antony. This is what God is saying, you don't get. He says, acknowledge me and I will make your what? Path straight. He said, regardless of how lost you have been, the moment you say, God, I know you are the orchestrator of my life. Now I'm, I'm allowing you to direct it. God will say, maybe you're at Abramade Soya, and by Google Maps, you need three hours, two minutes to get to Anthony. God will say, no, I will make a way around Abramade Soya, and you will bust out at Maryland Mall. This is what God is saying. That no matter how lost you are, I'm what? I'm with you. I'm just trying to show us that you have a space in God's heart. God's heart is so large that it can take everything. 
He can take every... God is not so busy. God doesn't have tons of WhatsApp messages to respond to. He doesn't. If he wants to respond to you, he responds to you carefully. He responds to you with all his attention. God doesn't have a divided attention for you. So when you tell God that you are lost, he does what? He redirects your path. Hallelujah. Amen. The final point is God sent his son to die for you. What manner of love is that? Can you just imagine? Can you just imagine? I know we, we know the scripture for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We, I mean, can you just imagine what bigger prize the, the only son of the creator of the universe. Like, I want us to, let, let's even break it down. What is the magnitude of the sin making you run away from God? And God is saying that, me, I created you, the sinner, the sinny, and the sinning environment. And I sent my only son to come and die for this thing you have done. Just one thing. Do you understand? Pastor Dami said something two weeks ago. He said, the greatest gift God can give us is doing what? Giving him himself, giving us himself. Do you know what you have? Kings. I mean, it is not just a joke that we call ourselves kings in this place. It is not a joke. We carry God on our inside. We are a walking, talking embodiment of the most high God. When we enter into a space, it is not just solo, it is God. You don't understand. You don't understand what I'm saying. He said, I have given my son to you. Like you have God. If you have God, what can you need? It may be temporary, but what can you need? God is saying that you have me, so what else do you need? Some of us have God, we're chasing after money. It is not money you need. God is saying that I am a self-sufficient, like I have everything you need. I have everything you need. But do you know the biggest mistake we make? When we begin to understand these things, we find ourselves in the wrong communities. We find ourselves in the wrong places. People that diminish the gravity of God's love over our hearts. This is why a place like King's is not just an ordinary place. I mean, this is not just a church. This is not just a church. Have you ever imagined that Pastor Dami will be on the altar and just say, Ah, Henry, how are you? Like randomly, oh. not like you were waiting. Pastor Dami, call me, call me. See, people that knew when I came to Kings. Uh, we knew you. <laughs> we knew you. I was a captain wearing testimony, um, offering time, exiting person. See, when it's time, when Pazami says, can you give your offerings? The moment I give, I'm off. Pim. Like I'm gone. Nobody can stop. Like, like, no, like nobody can. But you won't even see me. But it was just a random day. A random day. Pazami just said, ah, Solomon. King Solomon, I know you're on Instagram. I say, ah, yes, sir. Do you know what that singular stuff, stuff did to me? It made me feel like I have a special space in this place. And you see, everyone you see in King, we're not just a Bogbuero kind of person. We're a community of people where everyone has a voice. Everyone is important. Everyone is loved. Right? The ways you can, you can sort of make the love of God find expression in your heart is being in the community where love is expressed, where there is genuine love. I want us to check the letter Paul wrote to, to Apostle Paul as I wrap up. Thank you. I emitted the pressure with sweat. <laughs> oh God. 
If we check Genesis chapter 12 from, from verse 9, Paul began to write to the Romans, right? And I'm going to show you the kind of love we have here in Kings. The kind, I mean, I'm, I'm, I always tell my friends that I'm not part of the first batch of people that joined Kings. But I sort of feel like there are times, I remember when we came to check the space, myself, LT, and Pastor was in the car. Peter was now saying, oh, King Solomon, you remember when we used to come to, you know, and I said, Peter, no, I've, Peter sort of treated as though I've known you for years. Have you been gisting with Peter before? And he would be like, ah, Solomon, Solomon. Oh, stand up, stand up. Let me show you, let me show you. There's no pastor that will do this in Lagos. You just be gisting and Peter be like. <laughs> do you know how this little expression makes us feel in our hearts? The reason why people run from church to church is not because they are looking for better pastors. They are looking for love. It's because they're looking for love. They want a place, thank you. They want a place where they can, they can feel the tangible love of God. Where they are, not, they are not treated like a crowd. In kings, you are not a crowd. You are a king. You are a special woman. So I'm saying that apart from the fact that you have a space in God's heart, you have a special space here. Pastor Dam is an expression of God's love towards us. To so show us all to say that, see, I am mindful of you. I understand what you're going through. I want to listen to you. I know some of you may have been doubting. Should I, do I want to stay with these people? Should I stay? Should I not stay? They are shouty. I was like that too. Me myself, I've joined the shouting crowd. I was like that. This jump will jump it. How old am I? You know, you will just be 25. You feel like because you are earning 300k, you cannot jump. It is only the living that can jump. Oh, this jump, I will jump it. See, in Kings, I will be 45. I will still be jumping with my two sons. We will still jump. We'll still... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, so, I mean, I want to just know that there is actually a space for you here. There is a special space for you here. And do you know how organic the integration in Kings is like? I mean, I was just a random guy who just liked projects. And randomly, I just had a project and I joined. A random, I was just a random guy. To be very honest, I, I don't even want to get involved in church. Or I just want to come to church and pray and leave. And you know, we did our charity outreach. And Pastor Samuel said, ah, I like the way, I like your energy. I like, I'm like, energy. Energy. You know, energy. I didn't even see the energy as a tool in God's hands. You know, and it went from this to that to this. And I'm so grateful. No, not to. <laughs> you know, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the journey. Kings is not just a place where you can speak in tongues. They will throw a mic at you. No. I'm still in book, book four. Dr. Lanos is my teacher. KK is my teacher. You won't say because you're a team lead. You are now. <laughs> Tinola is my prayer partner. See, when you see us in Kings, you will feel like all of us sleep in the same house. <laughs> and actually, we don't. The love is just organic. This is church. Do you know, do you know that it got in the early church? In the early church, they were fighting because of small chops and beans. They were using each other's plates. They also said, see, I know you love yourself. Let's get someone that will coordinate you people. This kind of house that we are, we eat together, we love ourselves together genuinely. 
genuinely. Apostle Paul wrote, he wrote, he wrote to, to the Romans. As I wrap up, Romans 12 from verse 9. He was telling them about, and I want to just show us the kind of love in Kings. He said, number one, let love be what? Without hypocrisy. That's the first line. The love in Kings is without hypocrisy. I mean, so don't come with the idea of, oh, they say we used to fight, so who doesn't fight? Even your tongue and teeth fight. I mean, everybody fights. I still fought with Modupe recently, and we said to Right? I mean, I fight Kenny sometimes. It is normal. It is even those you love, you fight. You don't know. In my master life class, they said, can you mention the people you fight? I said, I've never had any altercation with my neighbor because I don't, even, I don't even know if, I don't even know if they're around. But the reason why I can fight Fidel is because, Fidel, why did you come late? I love Fidel, he's my brother. So it is those you love, you fight. The Bible says it is who the father loves, he does what? So the love in king is not the hypocritical kind of love. Like, yeah, yeah, I kind of love. Did you get what I'm saying? No, Fidel doesn't come late. Only once in a while. No, no. Empty. No. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I mean, there is, there is, there is actually... We'll set to the fight later. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the kind of love we have here is not hypocritical. It's not the kind of love where you say, "Oh, ah, fine girl," and behind you say, "What's wrong with that girl?" Yes, sir. Correct. Yeah. I mean, a love you don't fight for is not genuine love. If God doesn't love you, by the time you go astray, you just say. Idiot, can you have even been waiting for you to perish? Go and perish or perish. But because the love of God is genuine, it does what it keeps chasing after you. See, let me tell you something. There was somebody pastor me told us during the men's weekend that will never leave me in my life. I'm, I'm gonna teach my sons. Pastor me said, Yeah, just two. It depends. We want some more, we can do like four. Since we are still expecting like two from Peter, so. <laughs> the two baby girls now. <laughs> oh God! You know, Pastor was teaching us. He said that, he said that the Bible said, when out of the hundred sheep, he said one got lost, right? And he went after one, and left the ninety-nine. Peter said, how do you know that the shepherd knew that night that one was missing? Because he was doing what? He was always counting. Say, where's Mudukbe? Where's John? Where's Fidel? Where's Solomon? Where's LT? Where's Pidams? It means that God does a daily counting. Do you understand? And also in Kings, we have such a thoughtful system where you don't just go and they'll be like, ah, Staviki is not coming. I knew she wasn't a member of Kings. I knew. The way she sing as though she wants to break the roof with anointing. I knew that she needs to calm down. Eh? Stavi keep coming down. We don't do that in kings. Like, you don't just leave and you'll be like, you're gone. No. There's always a follow-up. There's always someone asking after you. There's someone checking. I mean, Kenneth is a member of my team. Kenneth was going to travel to Abuja. Like, the day he told me, I felt like, I mean, you didn't have to tell me. You could have just gone. But because he knows that I would reach out to him if I don't see him on Sunday. 
this is the kind of love. He said, the love without hypocrisy, a love that fights, a love that would correct. Kings is not the kind of, you know, where you just come and have fun and all of that. No, there is discipleship. You attend class, you will write the exam. God is building, see, God is building an army in this place. You, yes, I've not been there, but of course, they said missionary map. But you know, there is, there is discipleship. There is training, there is pruning. No matter how hard you work, if you mess up, you will still be disciplined. Do you understand? And it's not the case of we're waiting for Pidams to come and say, I mean, there are times when Daniel will say, Oh, Solomon, what he said is what he said is wrong. Because of love, without hypocrisy. She would rather say, Oh, can you see that Solomon guy? Since I started babbing punk like Pidams, I've noticed that that boy, it's not like he has anointing. His oil is Goya oil, not the original oil. <laughs> I mean, love without hypocrisy. He said, Let your love be what? Sincere. A real thing. He said, Hate what is what? Hate what is evil. Sometimes I just like people say, oh, Your pastor is what's up, what's up. If you know Pidams, you know something is up, is up. Like you will know that something is up, is up. You will hear the truth without, I mean, without, without bouncing words. See the kind of bashing we receive today. Some of you that still buy Brazilian hair of $5,000. I cannot give God 5K. Your pancare is inside. <laughs> I mean, see the kind of pruning. Eat what is evil, locked on godliness, turning around from wickedness. But hold fast to that which is what? Which is good. Do you see the way we celebrate ourselves? You must have thought I was a guest minister that came today. I mean, the way Pastor Dami, this is how he does. I mean, someone cannot pretend for three years now. Like you, Peter, you cannot pretend for three years. No matter how good you are as an actor, you cannot pretend. Please, can we celebrate Pastor Dami? You can see what I'm saying. Eh? You can see. You know. I mean, he, he wouldn't pretend for three years. He won't. I mean, a couple of guys have been here for years. Um, John, Fidel. He can't. Someone who has a posture of joy and happiness always. 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 Like when I say always, I mean always. We are going to bury Pastor Dami's dad. And we go back. Ah. I'm like, even me, that it's not my father that died. I went to sit down in one place like, ah, God, this life, this life that I have, is the life so I was I was in my mood that was how I saw Pastor Dami dancing to talk about Labiu I said God I said God what I said what man of man is this what man of man see let me tell you guys we met it was myself Dr. Lanos Kenis and um Uche and Dami Funsho, we met Pastor Dami's friends of 18 years. Let me tell you one gist. They said Pastor Dami was going to minister the place and they unlocked his door. They locked the gate. You know what Pastor Dami did? Our Pastor Dami, our Pidams. Pidams flew barbed wire to go and minister. He flew fence. They said Pidams had administration in Unilag and had a redemption camp. Pidams drove to Unilag to minister, to redemption camp to minister and drove back to Unilag at the middle of the night. So when Peter is saying, no, discipleship, do this, he's not trying to, 
put up a form of godliness or try to put up a show. This is a genuine journey. This is a genuine place. So I, I'm just encouraging us this evening. While we embrace the love of God, I want us to know that you're in the right place. You are just in the right place. It might not look like it now, but you're just in the right place. I want to just bow down your and just thank God for the love of God. I want us to just for just two minutes and just thank God for his love. For this love, the Bible says, Behold what manner of love are the Father bestowed upon us, that we may be called the sons of God. You are going to thank him for two things. For the space you have in his heart, for the space you have in this house. Can we thank God for kings? Can we just thank God for kings? A lot of ministries are building up aesthetics. Aesthetics. Facade. Can we just thank God for this, for this movement? For this movement. God is raising soldiers of love. We are going to conquer the world with love. God is raising an army from this place. We give you all the praise, Jesus. Jesus said concerning some people, they have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. It said their hearts are waxed gross or surrounded by fat. It said, but blessed are you because in seeing you do see, in hearing you do hear. It said, until you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Can you take out a few moments to thank God for the privilege of accessing the mysteries of the kingdom of God? One of the mysteries of the kingdom of God is the boundless love of God. It's a mystery. If everybody knew it, they would yield to it immediately. If everybody really knew it, they would stop looking for it in a green bottle, on a white bed, in a dark club, in the back of a car. But the Bible says it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Thank him, thank him, Macho Sabayata. Somebody heard the voice of God tonight. Somebody, you picked up something. The Lord spoke to you. The Lord ministered to you. Thank the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Somebody bless the Lord from your belly, from your belly, from your belly, from your belly, bless the Lord. You know many ministries that start off with many other things that may be good but may not be the core. And then eventually they'll be like, okay, how can we put love on it? Right, how can we sprinkle love on it? Before we start, then I said, God, I don't, I, number one, I don't want to start a church. Number two, I said, God, if you insist that there must be a regular gathering, I just wanted to be an itinerant minister and do occasional kingdom-centric seminars every now and again. And God said, I've not just raised you as a teacher or a light or an apostolic voice, but you must build and raise a people and they need to gather regularly. So I said to God, God, I'm not going to call it King's Church. So I didn't ask you to put church on it. That's why we're called Kings. Do you understand? So when people say Kings, Kings what? It's Kings. 
kingdom influencers and nations generation systems because we're a movement right and i said god what's the most important thing i don't want to labor in vain i don't want to run and miss i don't want to get before christ at the Bema sit at the judgments and it's like oh you did so many good things you know you wrote all those hundreds of books and released all those hundreds of songs and prayed to all those millions of people I said what's the most important thing it said by this shall all men know that you are my disciples that you have love for one another he said build this work on love so it's not a sprinkle it's not an add-on and I've talked about the last two or three weeks that always easy on the flesh to come out and be as as available and as sensitive and as jovial and whatever it is whatever love needs to be it takes the price where i love one of the things that solomon said he said god won't take you to dinner and ask you to pay for it you remember was it first service when we looked at the good samaritan i said the price of his healing was not on him do you remember the price of his healing was not on him. Some God doesn't heal you at your expense. I want us to just immerse ourselves in. It's a, it's a spirit. Enoch is Enoch here today. Enoch invited his friend, uh, sorry, his brother. Apparently, his brother lives in in uh, Lauren, the very tall guy. I think the tallest guy that was in the morning service today, who had the hair, the light skin guy, and all. So I didn't know it was it was uh, Enoch's bro uh, brother. So I just just speaking with him and all. And then I said, how was it? He said, it was really great. He said, I said, yeah, that was, he said, it was much better than I thought that he had been following me online, but it was much better than I thought. And I said, okay, so what's it out for you? He said, just everything, but especially the way you just love yourselves. Now, how many of you know that today's service was one of the least paracoristic services? Do you understand? So, in other words, I'm saying it was not like the jumpy, jumpy, Oh, the second service we prayed, but I'm saying it was not like your typical jumpy, jumpy service. It was more surgical and just sweet and serene. But when something is a spirit, it's not about the activity. It's about the atmosphere. And I want us to consolidate that for this lucky mission. The same love that we've been burning with. The same love that is so pure, that is so divine, that is so consistent. We're just going to release ourselves and release some sounds and, and just bask in it. You're not praying for it. You're just releasing it. You're just proclaiming it. You're just thanking God for it. You're just saying, God, I thank you for this love. I thank you. I'm not only, only a recipient of this love. I'm a conduit. I'm a passageway. We are pipelines. You have planted us in this place. And we glorify your name. We glorify your name, Jesus. I'll acknowledge them properly, but Nifemi is here. Fiona is here. They will not be here. They haven't been to a gathering of kings, and I think Nifemi hasn't been over a year or two years. Fiona came a couple of months. They will not be here if love them pull them in. Now, don't get it twisted. It does not mean we're perfect. But it means our motives are pure. I'm not saying that we're perfect. As he was saying, no, no, we're not perfect. But our heart is right. Our heart is right. Let's just bask in the love. Mando ko si manda baladoli amala.
better than my teeny. I'm drunk in your life. I'm drunk in your love. Oh, Bobby, be a teeny. I'm drunk in your life. I'm drunk in your love. That's better than my tea. I'm drunk in your life. I'm drunk in your love. Oh, Bobby, be a teeny. I'm drunk in your life. I'm drunk in your love. I'm drunk in your love. Yeah. Oh, mommy, be your teeny. I'm drunk in your love. Yes, I'm drunk. I'm drunk in your love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better than my tea. I'm drunk in your love. 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 Oh, I'm drunk in your love. 
drunk in your love. I'm drunk in your love. I'm strong on 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 your love. I'm filled by your love. I'm filled by your love. I'm filled by your love.
You're the one who lifts me up. You're the one for your embrace. So I never want to leave. I never want to leave this place. Friends come and they go. Times changes. Hey, but you are always the same. You are never fading away. You've got us, 
you focus your attention on us we are the object of your love when we miss the way we do not miss you because you are the way how can the way have no way you are the way yes, thank you father glory to you jesus somebody express a sound of gratitude A generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.